Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for September 18th, 2007. I'm your host, Pete Werner, and uh, we do have a lot of emails to get to today, but before we get started, just want to remind everyone, if you'd like us to answer your questions or uh, if you have a comment on the show you'd like to send us, all you need to do is send an email to podcast at wdwinfo.com. Or you can go to our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, and fill out the feedback form that you find there. If we read your email on the show, we're going to send you a Diz Unplugged t-shirt. And at the end of the month, we take all the uh, emails that we read on the show that month, and we select one winner at random to win one of the 30 prizes that we we give away once a month. And there's some real neat stuff in there. So um, by all means, please send us an email. Uh, We love hearing from you. We love getting your questions. And the reason, one of the reasons that we love getting your emails is because some of you out there are really twisted just like we are. <laughs> and you send us great emails like Brian Dixon from Henderson, Virginia, uh, West, uh, excuse me, Henderson, Nevada uh, sent uh, recently. I just listened to your Best Of podcast. The Ohana Review had my wife and I laughing so hard, we decided to book it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Our family of 12, all in-laws that are pissing us off, deserves nothing better than this. And we will laugh our butts off the entire time. It's worth the cost. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Well, what I think is funny is when you go to Ohana's, they call you a cousin. All my cousins are jerks. <laughs> yeah, right. So I can relate to this guy wanting to bring his family. And all in-laws. Torture them. Torture them. That so funny. That's, that's funny. That's funny. Thanks very much for that, Brian. Really that appreciate that. So, uh, all right, who wants to uh, who wants to read one? Go in order. Yeah. I'll go first. I'll, no, we don't have to. We can. Oh, okay. I have an email from Paul Klein in Heightstown, New Jersey. Paul says, I hope you guys are enjoying your time off as much as I'm enjoying the best of shows. We did, Paul. The weather in New, New Jersey was spectacular. I can't imagine that Pete is putting in less effort putting these shows together than he does the regular show. Thanks for everything. I have a question and a suggestion for Kevin. First, a question. Whatever happened to the Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Station? It seems that it's uh, in a prime location and at the entrance to Tomorrowland. Also, the size of the dining area would help relieve some of the pressures of finding tables and cosmic rays. The menu, which was still up when we were there in August, looked like a welcome alternative to the standard burgers and chicken fingers that you get at most counter service restaurants. Do you know if there are any plans to reopen it? And any info would be appreciated. I'm going to answer that part first. When the Tomorrowland Noodle Station opened up, we said the same thing. This is a great alternative. It gives you an opportunity to have something uh, just different than the burgers and fries. Uh, That quickly dissolved into selling mediocre food. They dumbed down the menu very quickly after it opened. The portions got smaller. The quality got less. And now it's only opened occasionally. I was in the Magic Kingdom yesterday, and I asked about the Tomorrowland Noodle Station, and it was going to be open from 5 o'clock until 9 o'clock tonight only. Then it wouldn't be open again until next weekend. They're opening it very, very sporadically. And, Paul, I have to tell you, the last time I was there, I ordered my food. We sat down to eat, and... Everybody at the table said the same thing, that this was the worst food they had ever had. The only person who consumed their meal was the person who ordered a, I believe it was a Caesar salad. Everything else went in the trash. Mm. It was absolute, as the word I think I used at that time was swill. Yep. This was awful. Now, I agree with you. I am a huge fan of that location, the Mm -hmm. Terrazzo Flora. that's, That's original 1971 Disney World. And I think it deserves better than what's there now. I was very, very high on it when it first started. I think the review that's still posted on the Diz boards 
states that I was very high on it, I have to change that. Stay away from it. Yeah, you it should was update that. Awful. Just awful. They only use that to fill in for the dining plan, I think, now. They did that last year. I don't think they're doing that this year. No? Last year, they actually had a buffet that John and I went yeah. to, and it was pretty... It was We were surprised. It was very good. I don't think they're doing that this year. I think they're only opening it up so people can use their counter service, rest, their counter service points. If you go, really order wisely. It wasn't very good the last time I was there. On another note, I think it would be great if Kevin could spend some time reviewing uh, more unique counter service restaurants. Well, I hope you've listened to the first part of the show. We did a counter service restaurant. We did Columbia, Columbia Harbor House. Columbia. Columbia. Sorry. <laughs> Columbia. Columbia. Bad things happen to good sentences, you know? <laughs> I know there are about a bazillion places to eat in Disney, and there's only so much uh, fine dining one can do. However, uh, an occasional little rue review would be very helpful in planning another third of our meals. Also, if anybody wants to cover snacks, that would be great, too. You know what, Paul? You're on your own. Order a Mickey bar. However, we will be doing some counter service restaurants. I'm not going to just uh, review uh, burgers and fries. You guys can go try those on your own. I think the Harbor House offers a little bit of a, a different. Right. Um, I think that's what we are looking for, right. too. We're a looking. little more of a slant. It's something different. Hi, Anthony. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, how about uh, Corey? I have one from Maria Romano. She's from New Orleans, Louisiana. And I'm not being partial by picking this. <laughs> it's a good question. Uh-huh. Um, hi from a fellow Louisianian. I love your podcast and listen to them on my iPhone to and from work every time they are downloaded. Oh, what? Her iPhone works? <laughs> yeah, it does. Good for you. I, I bought a $600 piece of crap. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> See, it's not just Disney. I can go off on anybody. <laughs> and she, she asked a question. I'd like to know how the name Diz Unplugged was chosen for your podcast and what it means. Well, when we were brainstorming the idea for the name, it's, it's actually because... Everything on the Diz, you have to be on the website to read it, um, to use it. The Diz Unplugged is something that you can take with you. Like you said, you listen to it on your iPhone. You're probably unplugged from your computer. Um, When you do plug into your computer, you probably use a USB, which is why uh, we use that for the logo. Now, the Diz Unplugged is also, it turned into a a play off of the the official Disney podcast, and it's Diz plugged in, the Disney plugged in is the official name, and we are completely opposite from that. As you can tell, we're unbiased and we're unplugged. We we don't care. We'll tell it tell it to you like it is. We're rock and roll. Rock and roll. Oh yeah, <laughs> full throttle. <laughs> I think we're kind of biased. <laughs> we're an opinionated lot. Yeah, I think I think that's that's one way to put it. Yeah, yeah. we're definitely opinionated. But so, uh, but yeah, that's why that's why we chose unplugged. Cool. The Diz, you can take it with you in your car. Or any place else you go. Mm-hmm. Let me won. go ahead and read this other one, too. I have another one from Bobby from Philadelphia. Um, this might be the dumbest question ever. If it's not, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> you do what's referred to as a roundtable discussion. My question is, is the table actually round? I know it's dumb, but I think it's something that needs to be known. Is the table round, rectangular, oblong, square, we need to know. I can answer this. I, I was very specific in having to find a round table. <laughs> I could not. We couldn't have done it. I could not have brought a rectangular table in. It is actually a five foot, uh, five foot round table that uh, we're actually we broadcast from a, uh, a small studio that's been set up in my house in a spare bedroom. And uh, I'm surprised at how small this bedroom is that we're able to get in here as comfortably as we are. Um, but it, this room was a perfect fit for it. And 
Yes, we do have, in fact, a round table with a hole dr- drilled in the middle of it where all the microphone wires and everything go to the computer. So, And we're all sitting in the order that Pete announces us in the beginning of the show. Yes. Yep. So. That is the order everybody sits in. I start with Bob, who sits on my left, and go around to John, who sits on my right. So, yep. um, But, yeah, that's true, truly a, a round dumb table. Question. Nope. No, not a dumb question at all. And it's a brown table. It's a brown, brown round, round table. table. <laughs> Welcome to the brown table. It's made out of particle board if you're really interested. Yeah. <laughs> but it's brown. I, I can find the receipt if you want to know what I paid for it. It's, <laughs> I had to go find about it. About $50. Yeah, you know someone's going to set up like a diorama. Oh, that's right. Bob, Bob had to... Uh, <laughs> I had to go find the Bob round had to go table. Find it. The perfect we, round table. But we also have like the mismatched chair set. We have some kitchen chairs in here. We have some dining room chairs in here. I it's Chevy get, chic. I need, to get, uh, I need to get real chairs for us. I like my chair. I like my I chair. I like my chair, too. Well, that's too bad. You're all getting new chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Uncomfortable ones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We don't want you getting too comfortable during the show. Oh, okay. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. I don't mind going next. All right. We do. This is more informational. It's not a question. Uh, he says, hello, great podcast. The show is very informative and offers dynamic perspectives. If I recall correctly, some listeners have had concerns about their stroller and or items within getting stolen. As a deterrent, not a guarantee, we bought a small bike cable with a combination lock built in. The cable lock costs $10, and the combination can be changed to one that everyone can remember. Typically, we secure our bags minus the Uber valuables by running the cable through the bag straps, and then, if need be, secure the stroller by running the cable through a wheel. Before securing the stroller wheel, we are sure that it is located in stroller parking. Do these instructions come in English? (laughs) These are complicated. It works better Don't if you hook it to a cast member. So, well, this he, is a good idea. It is, Bob. Thank you. So he says, it has not happened, but if parked incorrectly, I could imagine a cast member saying something or leaving a note if they had to carry a stroller to the designated spot. Yeah. We hope this option helps park goers find peace of mind when they're away from their Mercedes, oh, I mean, bugaboo strollers or contents wherein. <laughs> kind regards, Greg Cole, but Greg does not tell us where he was from. I think it's a great idea. I yeah. think it is. Great I mean, idea. Ten bucks to keep your stroller safe, especially if you do have a nice bugaboo. Those things right, are exactly. expensive. Some of the ones, there's a, like an olive green one, and those are really expensive. So that's a great idea. The color makes it expensive, Bob. Well, it does. <laughs> I still like the melt the chocolate bar idea on the diaper. Oh, yeah, that is a good oh, one. Cool. But a I just lemonade. thought this was, you know, something to where people would feel safe leaving their stuff You're, there's 50,000 people in a park on any given day don't hold me to that number and don't write to me if I'm wrong I don't care but there are 50,000 people in the park don't leave your stuff laying around right I mean if it's valuable take it with you or lock it in well, a locker that's why you said you know, they, they don't leave any valuables right. in the bags right. it's the stroller themselves I think that's what they're trying to keep safe is the stroller I think that's a great way to do it I do too yeah, I think the likelihood of somebody walking through the Magic Kingdom with bolt cutters is pretty low. <laughs> and if you <laughs> see them like carrying the stroller, obviously something's wrong. Right, exactly. So that uh, makes it so much less convenient. <laughs> all right, well, thank you, Julie. Thank you, Greg, for the question or for the comment. How about you, Bob? What do you have? I have one from Jackie Shockey. Besides dementia. Well, besides that. I have one from uh, Jackie Shockey, and she's from Ireland. And she loves the podcast. And uh, Yay, Ireland. Been listening since the beginning, and she wants to know. Since uh, the deluge. Uh, she has a question. They're going on uh, Disney Cruise Line for their Halloween, and they need to get uh, costumes and pirate gear for the party nights. And they were looking at DisneyShopping.com and was wondering could, I get the, could she get the uh, stuff shipped 
to the Disney Magic instead of having it shipped all the way over to Ireland and then her having to bring it over uh, on the plane and then again back to the U.S. Uh, she wanted me to find out what to do. So what I did was I called Disney Cruise Line, and yes, Jackie, you can get this stuff shipped. Uh, and the address to ship the packages is... Get a pen and paper. Well, actually, we'll we'll put this on the show we'll put notes. Put it on page. show notes, but it's IDS Warehouse, and it's nine hundred one miles. That's I is, I'm sorry, that's I is in Ivan, I, D is in David, I, S is in Sam. Yeah, that warehouse uh, nine zero zero one Marlin, like the fish. M A R L I N Street, Cape Canaveral. Zip code is three two nine two zero. And what you want to put on the on the label is uh, put the sailing date that you're traveling, uh, ship on on the box, and then the your reservation number, the ship you're going on, the stateroom number, and what the contents of the package is. That should all be on the outside of that the package. Should be on the outside of the package. And uh, to call for more information, it's three two one. Seven nine 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 one zero zero, and it has to arrive uh, for a seven day cruise. It has to arrive by the Friday before the cruise on Saturday. So you got to you should give it enough time to get there. So it needs to arrive the day before the cruise. The day before the cruise okay. or before, and it has to have all that information on there. And take into account international shipping that tends to add a well, lot. Well, this of time. is uh, she wants to have it shipped from Disney Shopping. Oh, from Disney Shopping, okay. So she's going to have to uh, talk to them about getting it shipped to it and making sure all the information they need on it is. I'm on sure it. that won't be difficult. Right. right. She should call the so, order in and not so, do it on like through the internet. Yeah, don't do it online. Do it over call the phone. Them. Right. So that that solves that problem, and uh, thanks, Jackie, for that email. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much, Bob. Okay, I have another one. Right, well, we all do. Oh, I thought everybody did, too. No. no. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, just Corey Horry. <laughs> Corey Horry did, too, so I all won't right. do, too. Go ahead. John. My first email is from <laughs> Lee Malaby, <laughs> who's from the U.K., and she says a whole bunch of really great stuff about us and how she likes the podcast but before she asks her question. Now on to the question. We are planning another trip to Orlando for the back end of 2009, first two weeks of November. And unlike last time we visited, we'll have our kids in tow. After watching Corey and Julie do the Sky Coaster at Old Town, we would really like to do this. But obviously we wouldn't be able to do it with the kids. Can we leave the kids on the boarding platform with the operators whilst we do the coaster? Thanks, Lee. If you want them abducted. <laughs> <laughs> They'll eventually become carny folk. Yeah, really. I think you should leave them in the trunk of the car. <laughs> I say handcuff them to the railing. There's lockers, aren't there? <laughs> there are lockers there. There are lockers. You could stuff them in a locker. First of all, I think this is the first email we've had where anyone's used the word whilst. So we should send her something extra for I like for that. the back end of 2009. I'm going to start using that. Um, in all seriousness, Lee, I don't really feel would feel comfortable leaving children... How old are her kids? She didn't mention how old they are. Yeah, that would that would play a role. Yeah. Right. I mean, if they're two and three, no. no. Here's the thing that yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say that Kissimmee is an unsafe area. It's not. Kissimmee is is a fairly safe area, but it's a high traffic area. 
uh, and I don't know. I, I just anything can I come, happen. I come from the school of thought that if I can't get to the kid in thirty seconds or less. I'm too far away. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've always be been with my nieces and nephews as they're growing up. But if you're up on this thing and something happens, I don't know. I just, if I, your I, children are, t- are, you know, say they're 10 and 12, they might be a little more. A little different. Uh, it's a little different. And if they're teenagers, especially, you know, yeah. they can stand yeah. on the platform by themselves. But if check you, with the operators. If too. you wouldn't let them stand, you know, in the mall by themselves or you wouldn't let them stand. In a, in a supermarket or something without you watching them. Don't leave them there. But. I think to answer her specific question, no, I would not rely on the tour. Are the operators Mm-mm. of the attraction to watch your children? Right. They've got no. things going on. They've got to check They're going to be watching you. And if, mm-hmm. you, yeah. if you do go, go during the day because there's no one there. At night, they say it's That's very crowded. It's... So oh, it is. you're dealing with a lot of people then. So. Okay. Thanks, Lee. Cool. Thank you, John. And I have another one here from Yvette. In the Netherlands. Hi, guys and Julie. I'm from the Netherlands, and we go every year in May to Walt Disney World. Next year, we also added a seven-night Western Caribbean Disney cruise, the last one before the magic goes to uh, Los Angeles. We are traveling with just me and my husband, no kids. My question is about shore excursions. We don't want to have another beach experience everywhere. The beach we will enjoy at Castaway Key. For our excursions, we're looking for some cultural experiences. Key West, we already know what to do. What are your suggestions for excursions at Grand Cayman and Cozumel? And what would you recommend, book by ourselves or through Disney? Thanks for all the help, and please keep up the great work. Um, well, Yvette, okay, culture and Cozumel really don't go together. I actually um, have a different opinion. I apologize. I'll go after you do, but I have a really great idea for them, I think. The main, the main areas where, uh, when, you, when you get off the ship at Cozumel, are very, very touristy, far more than most of the other places you're going to go, uh, be it uh, whether Mexico or the Caribbean. But it's really, it, it's a kind of, it's a, it's a difficult experience. Let me put it to you that way, shopping. Because you're being, you're being accosted, basically. You have people, come in here, come in here. Um, I don't consider that very cultural. However, uh, if you're willing to do a one hour, I think it's, a, it's an hour or two hours away, um, you have the, um, the ruins at um, oh, Tulum. At Tulum, thank you. Which I uh, is on the is on the ocean. It's it's supposed to be spectacular. Yes, it's supposed to be amazing, amazing Mayan ruins. Kevin and I have done that. Diana so, and I did it too. Uh, that I think for a Cozumel day, if you don't want a basic experience or a beach experience, that's what I would do in Cozumel personally. I'd go do the the Aztec or the or, excuse me the Mayan ruins because they're really they're just. Incredible, impressive, yeah. really impressive, and just the kind of history is is just it's something you won't ever forget. Uh, as far as uh, Grand Cayman is concerned, you know, Grand Cayman not quite the same shopping experience you're going to have in Cozumel. It's far more similar to other Caribbean islands. Um, but again, it's if you've been to one Caribbean island, you've been to them all really in terms of shopping. So Grand Cayman, I think the real. The real exciting thing to do on Grand Cayman is, is to snorkel. Uh, the snorkeling uh, excursions are the ones. Now, I've never done it, so I'm not speaking from personal experience. But those that I, I know who have done the snorkeling on Grand Cayman have come back raving about the experience, that it's some of the best snorkeling you're, you're going to do. Yeah. So if you're looking for uh, – I mean, there are plenty of excursions that offer um, any variety of um, non-beach activities, whether it's you know the butterfly f- butterfly farm type things and the turtle farm, all sorts of different local experiences 
that you can have. Um, the two I mentioned are the two that I think would probably be the most interesting, or those are the ones I've heard the best about. So that would be my suggestion. Now, you had something on Cozumel, Kevin? I was going to mention the Tulum Ruins Tour. John and I took it. It's mm-hmm. an all-day event. It, it's, you literally are gone from the beginning of the day, and you get back just before the ship leaves. And it's an exhausting day. Yeah. It's an hour and a half bus ride in each direction, and it's uh, outdoors. It's hot. You also have to go on a boat right. over to the other But side. it's definitely worth it. And these are, and Tulum, is the, they're the ruins that are on the, on the shoreline. Yeah, they're, right the up, right. they're right up against the beach. That, and that is, those are the only Mayan ruins that are located um, on, on a shoreline. It's the hmm. only one. The rest of them are all located inland. And uh, that's I, I think that was that was that's always been part of the mystique around those why that one was built there when no other ones were. It also had to do with defense. They were up against actually a bluff, uh, a lot, very large, a high cliff, so that the enemy couldn't approach from that side, and then the other two sides were protected. Um, it's a great excursion. It's terrific as far as if you want to do some culture. The other thing we find too is on these and on any um, port of call, if you try to do the island tour. There's usually a tour that takes you around and gives you the highlights of the island. Grand Cayman has a really great one where you do where you go to the town of Hell and you do the turtle farm. So you get a little bit of every experience. And these are all excursions that Disney offers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Excursions um, because I know she asked. Now, yeah, as far as that, um, you, can, uh, you can probably save a little money by booking the tours yourself. However, especially if this is your first cruise... Um, when you go through Disney, which is what I recommend, uh, those tours are going to be coordinated with the ship's docking schedule. You go on your own to another tour company, you have to make sure mm-hmm. that you know when you need to be back on that ship. See, now, the, the Disney tour companies, they're going to make sure you're back on that ship on time. And if you're not, the boat will wait. We'll wait the, for right, you. precisely. As opposed to if you're on your own. Then, if you're not back in time, you may get back to the dock to find out. That and Cozumel no sh- seems to be one of those places where we're always watching people running. Rush onto the ship, yep. They come running down the dock at Cozumel, screaming, trying to get on the boat. We've seen them leave several people in Cozumel. Yeah. Well, well, I was on a, the Royal Caribbean uh, cruise, and we booked it through Royal Caribbean. And the ship actually waited, and as... We stepped onto the ship. They pulled up the dock and then left. So I, I strongly recommend that you do it through the through the ship on, yeah, there, on something really, like that. That's going to be all day. And really and truly, the, the 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 shore excursions being offered by other companies versus the company that Disney uses because it's not Disney doing the excursions. It's a company they contract with. So the the difference is really not going to be that substantial. I mean, there may be price differences between some of the excursions, but I don't know. For my money. I don't ever want a situation when I'm cruising where I'm left in port because I'm not back on time. And that, I mean, there's a possibility that would happen, uh, you know, booking on your own. So, Getting back to Grand Cayman, one of the parts of the island tour, they take you to the town of Hell, they take you to the turtle farm, and the other portion of the tour is they take you out to Stingray City. So that's a big thing in Grand Cayman, to go out where they feed the stingrays. You can actually get out. The water is about five or six feet deep. And you can snorkel, or if you're tall enough, you can stand. But we really enjoyed the the island tour. We got to see parts of the island that if you just get off, you wouldn't normally see. So I think that's a great way to get a little sample of everything. Right. Exactly. I hope that answers your uh, question, Yvette. I'm thrilled that we have uh, 
listener from the Netherlands. I think that's really I thought it was way cool, too, Peter, when I saw those come in. (laughs) Yep. So thank you very much. And uh, who would like to go next? I will. I have another one. Mine is from Ray Elias in uh, Franklinville, New Jersey. Again, I was in New Jersey, but I didn't pick two emails from New Jersey. They just were both (laughs) questions for me. Uh, Ray wants to know, as much as I envy your job, I'd love to be able to review Walt Disney World dining every week. Yeah, it's tough. It really is, Ray. Jeez, how much weight have you gained since starting this? Well, Ray, I actually don't know that I've gained much weight. I think I started out with all I have right now. Uh, In order... (laughs) I don't think I've gained or lost an ounce. In order to provide a fair, full review, you're ordering apps, entrees, desserts. Do you have a taste of everything, or are you, like many of us, programmed from childhood to clean your plate? I would imagine that after a while, it might become difficult to keep your boyish figure. Ray, you sweet talker, you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It really depends on if something's good or not. What happens is... We do this when we go out to eat anyway. Uh, uh, I, we, I, John and I go out to eat, and a lot of times we take my family with us because they live right near us. And when we go out to eat, everybody orders whatever they want, but and then it becomes a taste fest. We just, you know, here, have a bite of this, here, try this. So we do our own little mini restaurant reviews even when we go out when we're not working. Yeah. So it's really not that big a stretch for us to... Um, Bob goes out to dinner with us all the time. He's part of our weekly out-to-dinner thing. And everybody's passing things back and forth. Here, try this. Do you want a bite of this? Here, taste it. So we do get to taste a lot of things. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty good about finishing what I order. I usually do. Kevin so, and John have their own entourage. We do. We have an entourage. <laughs> um, the last thing, I love the reviews. We visit Walt Disney World three to four times a year, thanks to DVC. And your reviews definitely affected our dining plans. I, if you happen to read this email, how would you, I'm sorry, I have, my reading glasses are just not good enough. If you happen to read this email, how cool would it be if I won the Dining with Kevin prize? Ray, that would be really cool. If you win, don't worry, I won't snitch if you don't clean your plate. Relax, Ray, I'll probably clean yours too. Um, I thank you for the compliment. I think it would be really cool if we went out to dinner too. I enjoy doing the restaurant reviews. I and we're going to try and broaden the scope a little bit because people have suggested that maybe fine dining isn't the only way to go. But um, and please, I, I hear this a lot. It, it, the reviews are opinions. Um, this has become. It seems that whenever anybody voices an opinion, you then get the people who tell everybody else, "Well, that's just his opinion. You might think differently." I, I hope that's coming directly from me, and that's coming through to you. This is an opinion. I've been asked to give my opinion about the places that we eat. This is not the final word. I am not the final say. Go make your own choice. Go make um, go make your own opinion. Go go find out for yourself. As you say, you've been to some. Or people say all the time, I've been to some of the places and I had the same experience as you. Well, great. Then we have a similar shared experience. But I think everybody should try on their own. And sometimes a bad meal can be as humorous or can be as good a time just because of the humor involved in it as a really good meal. Right. Go try on your own. It's my opinion. It's not the word of God. Enjoy yourself. Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Ray. And Corey. I have one from Chris. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. He's from Howard Beach, New York. Hey, gang, this question seems more up Kevin's alley, but feel free for anyone to answer this. Okay, (laughs) I will. In your recent Universal podcast, John was discussing some of the RIP backstage tours, and he mentioned how neat it would be if Disney offered a tour with an Imagineer. 
My question is this. I believe I read somewhere where Disney offers lunch with an Imagineer program. I believe it's offered at MGM, and from the little I've heard, you get to bring a small group of people with you and dine with an Imagineer and get to pick their brain. I was just curious of what, inf- what other information is out there regarding this. He also thinks it'd be cool if we all did it and recorded the whole thing as a podcast. Disney would never allow yeah. us to do that. Yeah. Well, you actually have two options to dine with an Imagineer. Um, if you want to do a lunch, it's held at the Brown Derby at uh, 11.30 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The price is sixty ninety nine per person, not including tax and gratuity. Thirty four ninety nine for a child. They do say it's not recommended for children under fourteen. It should, they say it's just not going to, um, you know, it just doesn't appeal to them. There also might be secrets that they talk about that they don't want to spoil the magic. Yeah, this is for uh, two to eight guests, and you, you might be sitting with other people. I get so they sell up by the seat. They do offer dinner with an Imagineer at Artist Point at Wilderness Lodge. Um, mm. Dinner is at five thirty every other Thursday. Now, both lunch and dinner is a four course uh, meal. If you want to do the wine pairing at Wild- at Artist Point, it is one hundred and twenty dollars for this uh, per person. Per person, it's ninety nine dollars per adult without the wine pairing, which is pretty expensive. But it's, yeah. it's an experience. You do get a, a souvenir. It's a souvenir plate that's designed just for this event. Everybody in your party gets one. You can, if you want to purchase actual ones, they're sixty dollars. Wow. There is a forty eight hour cancellation policy. Um. Reservations can be made 30 days in advance. And we will have the menus on the site. But cool. Yeah, but you don't get to, like, pick the Imagineer. Like, you don't get Marty Sklar. No. No, no. You know. Or Joe Rody. Yeah. I would like to have lunch with Mark Davis. He's <laughs> going. <laughs> You're a geek. <laughs> we'll start digging now. I think it'd be cool for one of us to do it. Check it out. I just purchased a book yesterday in the Magic Kingdom, and it's a tour of the Magic Kingdom with an Imagineer, in, but it's done in book form. I haven't read it yet, but I'm hoping to have a review. It's like a walking tour, an Imagineer's walking tour of the Magic Kingdom. I'll let you know what I think. Cool. They actually started this because of their success with dining with an, uh, with an animator that they started in 2003. Hmm. So, cool. Sounds like a good this. deal to me. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Corey. And Mrs. Martin. This one is from Ann S. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Corey and Julie, I really enjoyed your segment on the Segway Tour at Epcot. Because of having a young son, my husband and I will not be able to go as a couple. I was wondering if you thought I would feel uncomfortable as a single going on the tour. I feel a little weird about going on a tour by myself. Thanks. Well, actually, on our tour, there was um, one guy who was by himself, and he seemed to have a really good time. I mean, you know, all of us did. I don't think that you would feel weird at all Mm-mm. because it's a very small group of people, only 10 of us. You may even have another single rider, for lack of a better word. So maybe you two could kind of, you know, get to know each other. And I mean, because, you know, in the training session, you kind of talk to your instructors. You can kind of talk to the other people. So, I mean, I think it would be great. Don't feel uncomfortable at all. I think mm-hmm. just because you guys did it as a couple's things to do, people shouldn't think right. that. Oh, right. you have to. Yeah, but also, there. There, you know, during the training session inside Interventions, you know, if your husband and young son want to come and see you train on the Segway and take photos and things like that, they're more than welcome to. They just have to stand outside the area. They just can't follow you into the World Showcase if you right. want other people to. And I bet you the husband will get jealous seeing her on there, don't you think? I, I mean, well... You know, well, he's, it's not because he doesn't want to go. It's, it's because, because of the small a, child. Again, there are lockers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, maybe you guys could take turns. One day you get to go, one day he gets to I'm go. I'm thinking of starting a babysitting service. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. And renting a bunch of lockers. <laughs> you, can't, you can't actually sit on the babies, you know. Babysitting, oh. babysitting service and locker rental. <laughs> oh, yours is in 347. Here's the key. Closest kids. <laughs> Closest closets. <laughs> For um. kids. <laughs> Thank you, Anne, for writing in. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Anne. And who's, well, it's Bob. Pete, I have one from Jason Quinn, and he's in Louisville, Kentucky. And they'll be coming to Walt Disney World in October, uh, arriving on Sunday the 14th around 9 a.m. And his situation is he has to have medication, injectable medication, that requires refrigeration. And he's wondering if uh, he's planning on having a family member send it from the house back home to the hotel after he gets there because he he doesn't know if he can keep it under refrigeration where he's getting there early in the day. So uh, he he's asking me for help on, as far as what I suggest. So what I did was I called the hotel and asked them about uh, if, if he were to bring his medication with him on uh, on ice, you know, and carry it on the plane, would he be able to have them keep it in uh, an ice situation storage in a refrigerator? And they said, yes, they would be able to do that. So what you'd want to do is you'd call the hotel ahead of time and just let them know and touch base with them that you're going to be doing this. I personally feel that that's the safest way to do it because if you have somebody ship it from the house back home, then you're depending on the shipping to get there. There's way too much that can go wrong. Right. I'd rather have it in my possession and be able to keep it in storage when they get here. Well, we've, We've mentioned it before. It bears repeating again. If you have important medication that you need when you go on vacation, that medication should never be. That very far away from wherever you are. Exactly. And, you know, you're putting too much faith in FedEx or UPS or the Postal Service, mm-hmm. hoping that, A, that it's going to be ha- your medication will be handled properly, and, B, that it's going to arrive to you timely. Right. And uh, I think, you know, if it's, if it's something that needs to be refrigerated, um, you, can, you should be able to bring that on the plane. They should have mm-hmm. – uh, uh, that should be all right with, with a cooler pack. Uh, to keep it uh, to keep it cool while you're traveling, I wouldn't let it out of I my sight. I wouldn't let it out of my sight either, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring this email up. Is uh, that's my firm re- uh, recommendation to bring it with you, and and you can store it and then go off to the theme park. So I would make sure that it was well labeled. Yes. Yes, exactly. And have the doctor's prescription with you, showing and make, it, and make sure whatever uh, bottle it's in. Um, that it that the bottle the prescription bottle has your name and information right. on it. It cannot have anybody else's right, name. Right, the original the the original container. Right. To yep. take it one step further, if you require it while you're in a in a theme park, if you have to take it during the day and you don't think you're going to get back to the hotel, there are the first aid stations in every theme park, and they have refrigerators. They'll let you store stuff there. Yep. They're really good about that. And stuff. this is the only time that you're allowed to bring a cooler into the parks is when it's uh, for for medication. For medication. Right. So. 
So thanks, Jason, for the email. Hopefully it'll help you and others out there. And uh, that's it, Pete. Great. Thank you, Bob. I have uh, one from Laura Narney in Yorktown, Virginia, who is also one of the facilitators of our Wapasati contest. Uh, I've just started listening. I've downloaded everything from iTunes. I started watching Bob at Star Wars weekends and had to turn it off because I was at my kid's swim team practice and had laughing. I was laughing so hard I had tears streaming down my face. But I noticed a lot of people, he was passing with matching lime green shirts on. Does he ever stop to see if they're dizzers or not? I wonder. Uh, anyway, I have an idea for a Send Bob to the Park segment. I think he needs to go to the Diz Ladies Meet the first week of November with Cart Cam and see what really goes on when a bunch of Diz women get together for the week. Uh, she will also be in an ECV, so she would love to have a cot buddy, as she puts it. And I'm sure it would make a great segment for the show. Of course, we Diz women may need to have the right of first approval for the editing. Keep making me laugh. Thanks, Laura. So I think that's a great idea. Okay. So we'll set something up. I'll go on to the uh, pod board and see what date is best well, for get, everybody. Get, yeah, just get, in touch with, uh, just get in touch with Laura and find out. Yeah. And, so, uh, so is Diana going to approve this? Uh, Diana will probably be there. <laughs> Supervising you. I'll bring the second. Make sure Bob's not flirting. I'll bring, I'll right, I'll to, bring, make, to, to make sure that all the women aren't flocking to Bob. Yeah. Okay. I'll bring Cot, you have, you have Cot that, Camp You have that problem two. a lot? Cot Camp 2. I have two cots. So, um, they get a yeah, load of that boot. The other thing she she mentioned was, uh, yeah, uh, if I see a, if I see somebody that has a, like a Diz shirt on, I'll, yeah, I'll stop and see who they are and say hi. I'm Bob, and they go who? <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be obvious that you're Bob because this you creepy. have your Diz Unplug license. You know your little thing that you I made have for my your license car. plate on the front and back. Yeah. Front. yeah, honey, this creepy guy came up to me in a cart and started asking what my name was. I think my favorite part of that was he had to stop and think. I'll tell him that I'm Bob. <laughs> I think there was an alias or something he was going to give him. <laughs> I'll tell them that I'm Diana. <laughs> the camera hooked to the cart should give them the clue. A lot of times, that's true. And he also has an umbrella that sticks out of the back, too. Well, thank you for that, Laura. Appreciate the question, and uh, like I said, we'll send Bob out to do that, so thank you very much. And John, you have one. I have one from Jennifer Thor in Rahway, New Jersey. New Jersey's in the house this week, I'm huh? telling you. Representing. <laughs> John, that sounded so hilarious coming out of you. Did it? <laughs> I made yeah. myself laugh. I love when he start, tries to sound urban. <laughs> Are you? All that, time, all that time on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> the streets of Hapatkong. He's had Your too much street sal- cred. He's had too much salt water taffy. It's back from my gang days. <laughs> 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 but his gang colors were pink and lavender. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hi, all. Love the show. I know that I will only have one podcast prior to our 921 trip. Can I have a love bug update on 918? Thanks. Hope there aren't I, any right now. No. Hope to no. see Cot Cam in the parks. We have no love bug. I haven't seen any love bugs in a few weeks. You know, I saw one last week, 
and it was one and it was dead. So it must have been from a long time ago. (laughs) He was getting no love. He was getting no love. This is almost middle of September, and we haven't seen one yet. We got them early. It's not going to look Georgia had them. We just drove down, and they were real bad in part of Georgia. Maybe they're on the way. Yeah, That's why I wanted to mention this, is because I know Kevin went through a bunch of them in Georgia, so they're definitely on their way here. They're still on the front of your car. (laughs) (laughs) I have have proof. (laughs) I'll tell you, one of the things you want to remember with love bugs is... Don't wear a white shirt if you don't want to. It's like a magnet. It's like a uh, just a magnet. And don't ride Big Thunder Mountain with your mouth open. (laughs) Yeah, that's bad too. Yeah, they're attracted to anything white: white cars, white shirts, white uh, linens, white tables. Especially when you're eating outside and you've got a white linen on the table. And yeah, I remember seeing somebody with a wedding party and they brought the white cake out. Out near boardwalk there oh, on the little chocolate chip. Yeah, <laughs> the sprinkles said, wow, are moving. Look at that. The, word, are moving. the words are moving on the on the thing. So but, I think as of the twenty first, you should be all right. It's still a little early. We still haven't gotten them yet, but pretty soon we're going to be love bugged out. We did get them very early this year, so maybe we're not going to get this. Maybe. Bad. Yeah, because normally, well, it was bad in May. Right. Yeah, it was terrible it was, in May. In May, my car still has stuff on it from May. And I'll they wash your car. Very much. <laughs> it won't come off. It's, 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 it's an easy solution. But, uh, yeah, and Cockcam has a problem with them, too. Hope you answered your question, Jennifer. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate all the questions and comments. We really, really do love getting them. Uh, so please, send us an email, podcast at www.info.com. And if we... Read your email on the show. We're going to send you some stuff with a chance to win more stuff. So that is going to do it for us this week. It's great to be back. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we will talk to you again next Tuesday on another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Have a great week.